Welcome back, listeners, to the late-night edition of the Reality of Health podcast. Tonight, we conclude last week's episode with part two of sex. Okay, that's enough again. Why? Do you really have to make it so dramatic, Eric? Well, yeah, we're having fun here, right? Health is what it is. It's kind of boring. You don't want to always listen to information about cellular structures and EMF fields and vitamins and diet and all that kind of stuff. Gotta have fun sometimes, right? Well, let's continue that fun tonight because what better topic is there? Seriously, don't we all deal with this topic? We deal with this situation all the time, especially when you're married. When you're single, you try and get it as much as you can. But when you're married, ooh, maybe this will entice you to get back under those sheets. Know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. Part two is more geared towards women in the beginning. And then we will talk about the benefits as a couple. So strap in. I don't mean what you're thinking right now. I mean, buckle up. No, I didn't mean that either. What I'm trying to say is we're about to get going here, so you're going to want to pay attention and follow with what I'm trying to tell you. You see, it's really hard for me to describe everything I'm about to tell you about, so I need you to use your mind's eye, okay? Sorry about that, but it's just the way it is on this topic. All right, without further ado, let's get going. So now we're on to all you lovely ladies. We're talking about the female deer exercise, which has numerous benefits. The first one I know all will really like is it will eliminate or shorten or lessen the pain of a period. Oh yeah, it helps to lower emotional ups and downs, water retention, hormone situations, cramps, and your flow. It also tonifies the vagina, increases its flexibility, size, and texture. Especially helpful if you've had children. Imagine what you can do for your partner if you tonify your um, area. Also stimulates natural estrogen production. That's key. Natural is a big deal. In this case, if you're doing the deer exercise while in menopause, it can help you as well because of all the hormonal aspects. It can actually help keep you more youthful looking pre or post menopausal. If you remember in the last episode, talked about emperors and the concubines, of course, the royalty children. They wrote down everything. Those Taoist priests they took very clear notes. There are tons of historical records in China, and by the way, in India and other places, showing the use of the deer exercise and what it could do for you, health-wise and also youthfulness. There were very famous women also throughout history that were known for their beauty for thousands of years. They recorded this. They used the deer exercise for their health their beauty, and their longevity. The end result was they looked more youthful all the time. How do they do that? Well, by using the 
to your exercise and sex to your advantage, you produce your own estrogen naturally, which has a lot of benefits. The body knows what amount of estrogen it needs at any given time. If you take estrogen, you're just forcing it into the body rather than the body deciding how much it actually wants or needs. So man-made estrogen, like medications, they cause all kinds of problems like weight gain, emotional problems and issues, cancer, etc. because you're not supposed to be getting that form that they're giving you plus the amount. If you don't produce estrogen, no matter what, then of course you have to use those. But for a healthy individual, you don't need it because it's overloading you with estrogen. Your estrogen and its byproducts plus the medication and its byproducts. Not good. In the future, I think we'll have an estrogen episode. You need to understand why taking estrogen is not good for you no matter what area of your life you're in unless you absolutely have to. If you're young, you can actually get rid of your period using the deer exercise very safely. It takes some time, but eventually it goes away. Once that's gone, then you get other benefits that emerge. Now, here's how this works. Unless you have a fertilized egg, there's no reason for the lining in your uterus to become thick with blood vessels from an implantation of a fertilized egg. If there's no fertilization of the egg, then the body doesn't need to create a thick lining. Therefore, no more loss of blood. The blood was the tiny blood vessels that would have supported the egg. This is actually a good thing to not have a period. I hope that makes sense. The blood you're experiencing isn't just straight blood out of your venous system. It's just blood vessels that made up a thin lining of your uterus. It was expecting to have an egg that was ready to make a baby. Well, if you're not pregnant, no reason to have it. Some women will think this is not natural. Because what's natural? If every woman had a situation forever that was unnatural, and then you found out you didn't need to have that, you're going to feel it's not natural. When actuality... Having that problem all those years was what was unnatural. That's strange because once you go into menopause, pregnancy, or nursing, your period stops anyway, and you're fine. So there's that. Your period technically steals your energy and your nutrients, the blood, and it affects hormones because it's, it's, it's like it's thinking there's an egg there that it needs to handle, but there's no egg there. So you feel terrible until it's over. So then why don't you have a period with blood while nursing? Because milk is the same as blood minus the red blood cells. So the body has to make milk. So it prioritizes that over the vaginal lining. By stopping your menstruation, you trigger your body's inner intelligence or instinct to redirect the blood to nourish and strengthen your sexual organs. The result is your entire body gets re-energized. If you want to get pregnant, just stop the deer exercise. It has no effect on getting pregnant at all. Also, if you're pregnant, don't do the deer exercise. This is only for when you're not wanting to get pregnant or you aren't pregnant. 
I'm going to link in the description two videos that kind of help show you this deer exercise. Now, they're not perfect, but they're close. I don't know who taught these ladies, but they're a little bit off, but for the most part, you'll get it. All right, so for you ladies, female deer exercise is as follows. First of all, you need to pay attention to the feeling of like fire or energy, something like that in the sexual glands while you're doing this and how it rises up your torso into your breasts and then into your head. Don't try and visualize it. Just realize that it's there. It's the same way with the men. Don't use your brain to try and make it happen. Just feel it happening. I know that's super esoteric, but you'll get it after a while. You'll start to realize what I'm saying. You can do it in the morning or at night before you go to bed or just once a day is plenty. But if you want to do it twice a day, go for it. Knock yourself out. It's it's awesome. The more you do it, it's like exercise. The more you do it, you strengthen yourself. I know these last two episodes are a little bit like being in seventh and eighth grade, but again, we're continuing with the verbiage. So I'm sorry, but I got to use these words. First, you need to sit Indian style. Take one of your heels of your foot and you need to press the opening of your vagina. Now, it should be like a steady, firm pressure against the opening and the clitoris. If you can't do that with your foot, for whatever reason, you can pick an object like uh, like a baseball or something like that that you can place in between your leg and that area or your foot in that area, something like that. You want connection against the vaginal opening. Yeah, it is important to do this. This is majorly important. Now, as with men, you can have a situation as well. Might have a pleasant situation due to the stimulation of the area and a release of, well, you know, sexual energy, which makes the infamous you-know-what. All right, back to the technique. Just saying. Now, rub your hands together vigorously to create a lot of heat. And then put your hands on your breasts. Obviously, you should be naked. When you do that, you're going to feel the heat from your hands enter into your skin. Now you're going to rub slowly in an outward circular motion. Your right hand will go in a counterclockwise, your left clockwise. You're going to rub in a circular manner for a minimum of 36 times up to a maximum of like 360 times, twice a day. If you stopped your period, you don't have to go all the way up to 360 times, no more than maybe 100. See those videos I'm talking about and you can see the direction that I'm talking about. Later, I'll go into more description on how to do this massage method. It's not all that difficult, but the direction does matter. It's basically like your hands are pressing against the breast tissue. You're making circles towards the armpits down the side of the breast, the outside towards the armpits, inward between them, back up to the center between them to meet at the top, and then repeat that. 
So sort of like when you're on the outside, you're pushing down. When you're on the inside, you're pushing up. That's called dispersion. The videos I posted are, are not actually fully massaging the breast tissue. You need to move the whole breast. They're just using fingertips and a little bit of their hand. Your palms should be what moves the tissue, like a cupping, pressing against the center of the breast. If you do this too light, then you are basically just caressing and you're not massaging. You are trying to stimulate the connective tissue in the breast more than touching it. It is a very mechanical exercise, not a sensual one. Does that make sense? You want to move things. You don't just want to lightly go, oh, we're just having fun. No, you want to move stuff. You want to make things like break apart, tissue in there, break apart. You want to create an experience in there. You're moving things. You're creating circulation. You're moving lymphatic system stuff that's in the lymphatic system around. You want to have contact, full contact. In the videos, they show like this thing with their fist by putting your thumb in and cl clenching it. Th don't worry about that. That's, that's, that's not a big deal. If you find it difficult to do this, then you can just use one hand at a time. You can just, it just takes longer, that's all. But you can do one at a time. So whatever floats your boat. Also, it is very important to have your heel or a ball or something up against the vaginal opening because it's sending electrical signals into your sexual glands. I can't stress how important this is. After all, that's the entire purpose of this is to increase the health of your sexual organs, therefore increasing the health of your entire body for the rest of your life. I'll get into that in a minute. Now, for the second stage. This one you can do sitting or lying down, whatever, whatever works best for you. Sometimes sitting... If you don't have great posture or you have a low back problem or something like that, you might want to do this lying down. I'm going to tell you how to do it lying down as well in just a bit. But first, you're going to tighten the muscles of your vagina. You know those. And your anus. As if you were trying to close those openings and then try and like draw your rectum upward inside the body contracting your anal muscles as much as you can, plus your vaginal muscles, you're trying to like invert them in up and inside your body. If you do it properly, it will feel as if air is being drawn up into your rectum and your vagina. Hold these muscles tight as long as you can comfortably, then relax and then repeat. Just like shampoo. The videos say, just the vaginal muscles that you use to contract to stop pee. Well, that's not the actual method. The actual method is vaginal muscles, perineum, and anus. So you want to concentrate on the anal muscles, the vaginal muscles, which are all connected to the perineum muscles. Do this as many times as you want. The first few times you do it, it's a little difficult, not going to lie. You're going to notice. It's a little tough. You haven't used those muscles very much. Eventually, you will be able 
to increase the number of times you can do it as well as the length of time you are able to hold those contractions. Now, here's a little tip for you. If you want to help determine the strength of your contractions as you're doing this regularly, you can put one of your fingers inside and then you will start to be able to gauge how much strength you're developing. Obviously, I don't need to get graphic other than just saying that. You'll know. Another tip for you. If you're going to do one hand to do the circles of the breast, you can take your other hand and stimulate the opening of your vagina if you can't use your heel. Or if you want to get your partner involved, then he can rub your breast while you rub your opening. I said opening, not just the clitoris, sort of like picture the entire area, not a single point. You want to stimulate all area down there, not one specific point. This is not a time to try and have an orgasm. This is a time to stimulate as much nerve endings as possible. I hope that makes sense. This stage two can be adapted to uh, whatever your situation is. So if you have a hard time sitting because you have arthritis or a bad knee or a bad back or something, you can, you can have your partner help. Now, when you're massaging the breasts, you need to avoid just touching the nipples specifically. Your palms should be over the nipple area because the nipples are so sensitive. You don't want to overstimulate those. That's not the point of this. You're trying to just move the whole breast. If you do it correctly, you'll notice an increase in sensitivity of your nipples, which is always a good thing. Am I right? <coughs> Lastly, always concentrate on what you're doing. Don't concentrate on your finances or dinner or anything else. Just be in the moment. If you do this properly, you'll have a pleasant feeling from the base of your anal area all the way up through your spinal column to the top of your head. This is because of a buildup of sexual energy and the way it moves up the glandular system all the way to the pineal gland at the top of your head. This feeling indicates that the exercises you've been doing are working to rejuvenate the entire body to preserve the body in perpetual health. Isn't that what we're talking about in this podcast? Isn't this why you're listening? Perpetual health. Now, this is why the direction of rubbing your breast is important. Now, if you remember I told you at the end of last episode there would be huge benefits, well, here you go. By doing the first phase, I told you about how it's called dispersion. It prevents lumps and cancers and any kind of breast issues that are negative. When you do the dispersion method, which is more down, this dispersion method which I will have a picture in the notes that in the show notes that you can see the difference between dispersion and stimulating. 
The dispersion is more like a downward motion. The inside between the breast, down, cross the bottom, up the sides by the armpits, cross the top, etc. By doing that, you can actually decrease the size of your breasts if they're too large or just kind of flabby. When you go the other way, which is down the outside of your armpits, underneath towards the inside, up between the breasts, cross the top, and continue, this is stimulating and will actually help increase your breast size and tonify them. What do you mean by tonify? Well, you tonify your muscles by working out, don't you? Well, you can do the same thing for breast tissue. There's all kinds of stuff in there that you can make better. Underneath, you have your pectoral muscles. But on top of that, you've got all kinds of stuff that you can work on. It's not just for physical appearance, but just for general health. All right. Okay. So now moving on, by doing the contractions of the vagina muscles and the anus, you are now able to lock that area down, so to speak, by clenching. This is good. It's tonifying to all the muscles down in that area and will also allow you to not have things like incontinence and cancer and all that kind of stuff in all of those areas down there. All the things that we go, oh no, I don't want that. Well, what are you doing to correct it? You can exercise that area just as much as you can exercise your muscles and the rest of your body. And by the way, it's a lot more fun. Am I right? Oh yeah. Let's say you can't do the Dirac size sitting and you're going to do it laying down. Well, you're going to want to be on your left side, preferably. You want to bring your right leg up a little bit, almost like you're using a body pillow. You know what I mean? Where you bring your leg up and kind of lay it on top. And then your left arm is put underneath your head to prop up your head, unless you have a really good pillow. Point is, is you don't want your neck to be stretched out either high or low. Then your right arm bent in front of you, left hand on the mattress or the floor, right in front of your face. That way you are in a very comfortable position that works with the human body. If it's uncomfortable to stimulate the vaginal opening, it's fine. Then you don't have to. The main benefits from this deer exercise actually come from the anal muscles, which is why I said the videos can show you how it's done, but they're wrong in the fact that they're saying it's just the vaginal perineum muscles that stop you from peeing. No, it's actually the anal muscles. But you will achieve more by uh, incorporating both. Don't forget to breathe. You know, you always hear that. Massage, exercise. Well, breathing during all of the deer exercise or sex or anything else is just as helpful. You really do need to breathe. Oxygen is very important for anything you do. Plus, breathing works on your parasympathetic nervous system, which is awesome. Now, remember when I said there were benefits that would blow your mind? Ladies, well, here's one. You can do the contractions anytime you want. If you have a hard time achieving orgasms, this 
will increase your ability to receive them from your partner. But also, you can give yourself an orgasm anytime you want just by clenching, holding, and releasing. It is known that women are able to achieve orgasm without touching themselves. Yes! 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 Oh no, not that again. Can't guarantee it's going to work for you, but it works for lots of women. Think about it. The concubines weren't always happy about being used, and they could use this technique to pleasure themselves quite easily during intercourse. Let's face it, not every emperor was totally hot. You know what I'm saying? I knew a lady once who I taught this technique who told me she's never had an orgasm while being married to her husband. That's terrible. So she used this technique and she was able to have orgasms any time she wanted, whether he's around or not. She said that all she had to do was think about having an orgasm and then just do a couple contractions and then she would have one. <sighs> no girl ever hits a jackpot till after she passes 14th Street. Why is this? Why would this happen? Because she developed the energy in her sexual organs and the blood flow in that area from doing this that she could easily just have a release. You can have the same thing. This is not that difficult. It's going to take some time to build it up. She had fortitude. She used this technique a lot. She got to the point she could think orgasm, do a couple contractions, boom, she was there. So how does all of this affect sex with your partner? This is the whole reason for these two episodes. Is how to build your health with sex with your partner. Not just the deer exercise, because that's part of it. But the deer exercise builds you, builds your strength so that you can have really, really good sexual healing energy with your partner. That's the whole point of this. All right. Well, now that you're able to build sexual energy, you can last longer because you're more in control. Then you can extend how long you have sex, therefore building your health. Ladies, if he can go longer and you can go longer, then not only can you achieve one orgasm. You ready? But you should have as many orgasms as you want. And then, not only that, you can have breast orgasms. Can you say that again? Just the way you said it. Just the same way. Oh, yeah. That's a thing that's reported using the deer exercise. Because your breasts become more sensitive doesn't take much. So during foreplay, you could have a breast orgasm before you even have intercourse. If you can do that, then you can utilize breast massage for a long time to stimulate sexual organs and then have a breast orgasm. As a male, I have no idea what that is, but I'm just telling you what women say before you have intercourse. 
oh wait, we're not done. Then you're able to have whole body orgasms. Yep, that happens as well. Men don't have whole body orgasms because we have basically one region that gets stimulated and you can count the brain as the second one. Women have three and then they have the brain associated with that. So they have more things going on and can experience an orgasm that is way more intense and more overall. Ladies, have you ever had a whole body orgasm? Have you ever had a breast orgasm? If not, this is one of the ways you can achieve that. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time to cultivate this. It's not going to happen overnight. But if you and your partner decide this is one of the things we can do to achieve really good health and have an amazing sex life, is this not worth trying? If you achieve full body orgasms, what is happening in the body to make that happen? You're talking about so much electrical and EMF conduction between areas, cells, sympathetic, parasympathetic, the brain, organs. To achieve that, it's amazing. And I can't even imagine having an orgasm everywhere from my toes to my scalp, down to your fingertips. Really? Do you think it's worth it to do this? Men, do you think it's worth it to do everything you can to help your woman achieve a whole body orgasm? <laughs> Fabulous! By the way, she may have achieved multiple orgasms before the whole body orgasm. <laughs> Maybe you have experienced multiple orgasms before your final orgasm. Just saying. All right. So men, you will have to control your perineum muscles so much, so much so that you can lock those muscles down three quarters of the way into your orgasm right when it starts in block having an emission. <sighs> that means you can do it over and over again, making you multi-orgasmic. Yeah, men, you can have more than one orgasm. And I can tell you, it's well worth it. If you think the one orgasm was good, try having multiples. But most men are lazy. They won't try and do this. I say that's to your detriment. Why would you not? It's like having more horsepower. More money. More cars. More everything. More guns. Why would you want just one? All right, I digress on that matter. So this makes both of you healthier. You produce so much more electrical energy and EMF field in your body, which translates into more health. It makes you healthier. You know, they say 
sex is the best exercise? This is one of the reasons. The difference with this is it's way more powerful than just 10 or 15 or 20 minutes knocking out a sex session. Now, you don't always have to go hours on end. It's not like that. But it gives you the ability to manage how much you want to get out of each session. Men, ejaculating is not healthy for your body. You lose the majority of your zinc in each emission. Among other things, it's better to reabsorb it than release it. And I'm going to tell you how. At first, trying to stop it is going to be very difficult until you get good at this. Your muscles aren't very strong. So in the beginning, you can do a manual locking method by reaching down and with three fingers, find the area of the perineum where there's a little indent. The perineum is in between the secondaries and your anus. You'll feel this little indent. That indent is where the seminal fluid enters the urethra. With your three fingers, one finger on one side of the ridge, one on the other side, your middle finger will press the indent. Hold that until all contractions are finished. The other method is she can do this to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get good at it. Both of you. While you're attempting to do this, which is at first a little difficult, but you'll get used to it. The point is to keep contracting that area. So you keep practicing those muscles so that you don't have to press that point. Eventually, all you have to do is contract your perineum and lock that baby down. Think about that. Shut off that point. As you're shutting that point off, you're clenching those muscles. Eventually, you don't have to manually shut that point off any longer. You can just use those perineum muscles and close that gate. No ejaculation. You can do that as many times as you want during a session. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Come on, boys. Is that not awesome? That's called multi-orgasmic. Now on to reflexology points of the whole reason why these two episodes exist for your health. Okay, I told you about this before, but there are points or areas on and in the sexual organs that correspond to organs and areas of your body. Remember, like your hands or your feet, stuff like that. So with the penis, starting with the very tip and going down, which, by the way, you can see these online if you look up reflexology zones of the male sexual organ. Same with the female. But for just being in a podcast, let me just list these off really fast from the tip to the base. So from the tip, the pineal gland. Then a little bit below that, the pituitary. Then the adrenal. Then the thymus gland. Then the heart, and then either side of the penis is the lungs. Now, you start with the shaft. The top of the shaft is the spleen, stomach, and pancreas. 
Then the area below that is the liver and the small intestine. Next down, lower than that, large intestine, kidneys, and bladder. Then, of course, you come to the testicles, and they're connected to all of the glands of the body. So picture tip to base sections of the penis respond reflexology, that's nerve endings and nerves that travel through the body and go to these organs and glands. Yes, that is the way it works. Next, females. From the opening all the way up starts with the kidneys just inside the opening. It's, it's about an inch and a half or so, that area. That's the liver. Then for about another inch, it's the spleen. And then another inch after that, the pancreas. And then for another inch or so, it's the heart and lungs. I know what some of you are thinking. Well, that was only five or six inches. Uh, yes, that's because the vaginal canal is only averaging six inches. Same with the average man. Isn't that interesting? So the male organ has areas that correspond to organs based on tip to base. The female vaginal canal has organs based on opening to depth. They both correspond to organs and they both happen to be almost exactly the same size. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Almost like it was designed that way. The point of this is during intercourse, you are massaging those areas for each other. So now you can pinpoint areas using different positions and then utilizing how much time for that area in that position. You see, using everything to your advantage for health. There's a lot of information online about reflexology zones during sexual positions. The positions matter. I mean, there are so many different positions and you can look those up. I can't do that in a podcast. For my diatribe, I will say our view of sex is so limited nowadays. It's amazing. Why do we only want to have sex for a few minutes or less than an hour? I mean, seriously, quickies are awesome sometimes, but isn't sex one of the most pleasurable things in our lives? I mean, what really is more pleasurable? If you can come up with something, I would love to hear it. And I'm still waiting. There are a lot of things in life that are seriously pleasurable. Ice cream, um, a really good movie, a sunset, fall colors, babies cooing, a massage, a great shower. Come on, you know what I mean. No, I don't mean like that. Just a good old shower when you need it. A great moment during a sporting event. Garlic. Mm. Am I right? But sex is free. It's pleasurable. It's intense. It relieves stress. It boosts your immunity. It builds your organs. And the deer exercise does all that 
and stops you from having to wear a diaper in the future. Hey, diaper lady, here's my diaper. This is just a small amount of information relating to what cultivation of sexual energy can do for you. Above all else, it makes you powerful. It gives you power to overcome stresses in your life and keeps you young. Now, I want you to go practice and have sex, you bucks and does. <sighs> Thank you for listening. If you want more info on this subject or you have any other crazy stuff you want to learn about, let me know. Oh, and next week, I'm going to bring you some crazy information. This will change your life. It's the secret to weight loss and feeling awesome and getting rid of so many diseases and sicknesses. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's so good that no one knows about it. Very few people know about it. Yet, there's research, there's studies, and I will help you try and make it work for you. It could be my most important episode. Until then, take care of yourselves. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com. <laughs>